Hello, and welcome to the Jill Cruz podcast. This is Jill Cruz. And today I am super excited to talk to you about something that I think is just so cool. It may feel a little bit scary or controversial. I don't know. So what I want to talk about is riding the waves of emotions. And that in and of itself may not sound so earth shattering, but something that I never knew my entire life till probably very recently (laughs) is that emotions are not bad. So yeah, of course, you know, joy, excitement, sexual feelings. I mean, we never think those are bad and they're good, right? I mean, they feel good. But what about fear? What about anger? What about sadness? And those are really the core emotions that I just listed. So fear, anger, sadness, sexual feeling, and joy. So I, myself, even when I learned about these core emotions, I kind of put the the good category and the bad category. The bad category was the fear, the anger, the sadness. Well, I've recently learned and experienced really that they're not bad or good. They're feelings. We feel them. And what if we were to ride those feelings like we were riding a wave? So before we dive too deeply into this conversation, I just do want to make a note that some people have PTSD, some people have had, you know, trauma, severe trauma, and may still be in that trauma cycle. And so exploring your emotions may be difficult. You know, people with trauma, severe trauma or PTSD do not, sometimes they feel numb uh, or sometimes, you know, they're really, really intense emotions. So if that's you, then please you know, if you're going to listen to this podcast episode, that's fine, but please understand that this is not something that you would probably want to do on your own. You you know, definitely want to explore with a therapist. So this podcast does not take the place of therapy in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> please consult with your mental health care provider if you feel triggered by any of this or, you know, just anything feels uncomfortable. Please don't I'm not going to suggest anything crazy. I'm just saying that uh, emotions are very powerful. And for people who have PTSD, it's a different conversation. Let's put it that way (laughs) than than this conversation that I'm going to have right now. So just wanted to put that little warning there and to make sure that you understand that this podcast is entertainment. It's, you know, for you to give you some food for thought and never to replace uh, therapy or, or any kind of medical or mental health treatment. But I think this good juicy stuff that I want to talk about because, you know, a lot of people are suppressing their emotions and I think that we need to explore that, but in a healthy, safe way. So this is so, so good. I think what happens is it's like the irony of life here. Most of us walk around avoiding fear, anger, and sadness as much as we possibly can. And if we feel those emotions, they tend to linger, right? Like we're trying to avoid them. We're trying to get rid of them and or suppress them because we don't really get rid of them, right? Especially if we suppress them. (laughs) That's another irony. Uh, We're trying to suppress them and not feel them. I don't want to feel sad. I don't want to feel anger, especially for women. We're kind of taught that anger is like a manly thing and and we shouldn't, you know, get angry because it's it's un- ladylike. So we're constantly trying to avoid these feelings and yet they linger. The flip side of that is how many times have you tried to just really sit there and feel joy? Yeah. 
it's elusive. It's been elusive for me. And I think it's elusive for a lot of us. So what an irony right there, huh? We're trying to get rid of these bad feelings, so-called bad feelings, and they persist. And we're trying to hang on desperately to any little bit of joy or pleasure or, you know, happiness, right, that we can get. And it's totally elusive. Why is that, man? So annoying. But (laughs) anyway, I think it's, I think it's part of how our brains are hardwired to a certain extent. But I also think that we learn this behavior because in the process of avoiding those feelings, somehow, and, and maybe my neuroscientist friends can tell me how this works, somehow we end up prolonging them. And what I'm going to suggest to you is to try something new. I would like to suggest to you that, number one, you ride the wave of the negative emotions. And that means riding it. That means being with those emotions, not suppressing them, not avoiding them, but turning toward them. So if something hits you and you feel angry mentally inside of yourself, what if you were to just turn toward that anger and to actually feel it, allow yourself to feel it or fear? A perfect example I have of this is, let me just, okay, spoiler alert, this shit works. It's like magic because as soon as you turn toward your emotions, those negative emotions, they dissipate so much more quickly. Oh my gosh. It's, it's something I wish I had learned when I was like five or 10, <laughs> like could have saved me a lot of trouble in life. And I'll give you an example. So I do public speaking and I've been doing it for years, but I still feel nervous. Like I'm talking like 20, it depends on the event, but let's say I'm, I'm you know, at an in-person event and there are a hundred people going to be there. and I'm nervous about that. Or maybe I'm presenting to a group of people who I'm like really nervous about what they think of me, right? So I, before that event for usually about 24 hours, I feel nervous and I don't like that feeling. And at a certain point I thought, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to have to deal with it. Like I'm going to have to just accept it because what I would try to do is like when that nervousness would come, like it comes like a wave, right? I would just, I would try to get rid of it. I would, I would ignore it. I would try to talk myself out of it. Like, oh no, you're going to be fine. Or it's not about you. It's about the people who are attending, right? Like, so all these little things that I tried to do just to get rid of that feeling as quickly as possible. And it comes like in waves. But I realized that if I just turned toward that feeling and felt it fully, experienced it in my body, and looked inward and thought and felt like, what's happening right now? Like, what does that feel like in my body? Oh, it feels like this wave coming. And it feels like this jittery, nervous thing inside my chest. It's like, it's like, a, I don't know. It's like a, almost like it hurts, you know? <laughs> I feel like my uh, insides are being rattled kind of, right? So I actually looked inward to my body when those emotions would come, those waves would come. And what would happen is that as soon as I did that, it would dissipate. But now, if I'm doing a presentation, first of all, I hardly ever get nervous anymore. How weird is that? And if I do, I start to do that process and it's like minimized like 95%. I'm not exaggerating here. 
So that's cool. That's an example. Another example, a lot of times, I don't know why this is, it's probably going back to my days of being a school and hating school. On Monday mornings, I still, to this day, I wake up and I feel dread for the week. I love what I do. I absolutely love what I do, like every moment of it practically, except for doing finances. I don't like uh, looking at the books. (laughs) It's just, it's not my wheelhouse or designing, trying to design things on Canva. That's yeah, no, my assistant does that now. I, there are certain things I don't like, but generally I love what I do. I love being here and talking and sharing and, and collaborating and co-creating with our clients. It's amazing. So I still have this dread. Why? I don't know. You know, I won't go into that. Maybe I've figured out a little bit, but mostly it's just a feeling that comes, but it comes like a wave. And I notice that in the morning when I lie in bed and I feel that wave coming, I just, I just mentally turn toward it and I ride it. I actually move into it. I actually lean into that feeling because that feeling, that emotion, it's not, there's no separation between the mind and the body when you have an emotion. You're experiencing that emotion mentally and physically. So I turn toward and look at my body and say, what am I feeling in my body right now? And and stuff comes up, you know, I can feel again, like discomfort in my body. That's why we think those emotions are bad. But the dread is, is almost gone now because I've made a practice of when I experience it, I turn toward it. I don't deny it. I don't try to run away from it. And now I'm, I'm, I think of it as that I'm riding that wave. I'm surfing on that wave of dread and I'm not thinking it's bad. So uh, one of the, the best ways to look at this, I think, is to savor the emotion. Can you savor all of your emotions? Now I'm going to move. So, so savor sadness, savor fear, savor anger. They're actually gifts to us, right? Because when you feel that emotion, it's because something's important to you. Something's bothering you for a reason, right? When I get nervous to speak, it's because it's important to me that I do a good job. And we can talk about why that. That's maybe in another podcast. (laughs) Actually, I did a podcast on unconscious beliefs and unconscious commitments, and I think this relates to it. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is that that emotion is actually a signal my husband, Michael Cruz, told me this. I love this. It's a signal. If we can think of an emotion as a signal and and be with it and experience it and ride that wave, not only are we going to take away the power of that emotion, we're going to understand or at least open up the opportunity to understand why we're having that emotion. Why am I getting nervous? Well, if I think about it, I pretty much know why. But I'm also just understanding why is not enough. That's one thing I've realized because I've thought about this stuff a lot. Like, oh, why am I nervous for speaking? Oh, yeah, intellectually, I know. But as long as I continue to avoid it, it gets, it persists and even gets stronger. I think all emotions are like that. So whether it's fear or sadness or whatever, and, and there's a sweetness to it. There's actually a sweetness and an opening up that occurs when you look into that emotion, when you face it and you, and you be with it and you allow your body to, to, to kind of manifest it almost, right? When you allow your body to manifest that emotion, it's like magic. You, suddenly you have control over the emotion in a way, right? And as opposed to it controlling you. But the thing is, and I'll go back to the joy, 
how many times have you felt this fleeting moment of happiness or appreciation or love and it just, it disappears. It kind of scurries away. As soon as you start looking toward it, it scurries away. Well, yeah, (laughs) because if you start giving attention to that emotion, it does scurry away, whether it's fear or joy. So there's something interesting about that, but I think, and this is my ever, ever, ever optimistic self, I think, maybe this is very presumptuous, that I can prolong the happy feeling by, yes, facing it, yes, leaning into it, and yes, building on it. So I don't really want to build on fear or anger unless I need to, because I think sometimes you know, you've been avoiding something for a long time and then you really do need to lean into it and really explore it. But like for public speaking, I don't need to build on that emotion of, of fear. Nervousness is basically a fancy way of saying fear, right? But I do want to lean into, I want to build onto my emotion of happiness, joy. So what I do now, because what I, and this is another little thing, right? Because our brains are just very sneaky like this. Normally, what was happening, I realized, is that every time I would feel a little bit of happiness, I would bring in a thought to, again, turn off that emotion. Even though we think that we want to feel joy, well, I'm not going to make a presumption that you're doing this, but I know I'm doing this. I want to feel joy, and yet I still bring in a thought to suppress it. What irony. What irony, right? (laughs) We're suppressing all of our emotions, not just the so-called bad ones, but the good ones too. And we do this by, for example, I feel a moment of appreciation for a success in my business, let's say. And immediately my brain comes online and says, yeah, well, that's not good enough. You need to do more. Bam. Joy destroyer. (laughs) Right there. So think about this. If you could actually expand your capability to ride the wave and, and be with your, and your emotions and feel your emotions, then you can feel all of them. And there can be a sweetness in that. There can be a sweetness in feeling dread. There can be a sweetness in feeling sad. There can be a sweetness in actually feeling joyful, actually allowing yourself to feel happy. Wouldn't that be cool? And then I think you can, I personally have noticed that if I go in there and I, and I face that, that happiness and I don't judge it and I don't minimize it, that I can build on it by thinking about something that I appreciate or I love. So if I start to feel happy about my business, instead of going to, oh, no, Jill, you're just not doing enough. You got to do more. I'll go to, oh, wow, that felt good. I want more of that. Oh, I love my daughter's. I love my husband. I appreciate my efforts. I appreciate my efforts. And that, or I appreciate nature. You know, find something that's easy for you to appreciate. Uh, My dog is super easy for me to appreciate. So what I'm saying is ride the wave of your feelings, ride the waves of your emotions, and don't deny them. Don't deny yourself that actual potential pleasure of being a human being, that we get to experience emotions. How cool is that? So. Yes, this is fun stuff. This is good stuff. I hope it's inspiring and empowering, most importantly, empowering to you. When you start to be the one who is really fundamentally in very calm control of your emotions, because typically we can't control our emotions, right? They come, they go, we have no control. But if you start to savor them and lean into them, you will notice a a greater degree of control over them as opposed to suppressing, 
which eventually leads to pent up emotions that you can't control, right? But when you are, are more in control or even just more aware of your emotions, that's empowering. That gives you power to do more of what you want to do in life, to be more of you actually being you and that's self-esteem, right? When you have confidence, when you know that you are, are being yourself, when you're moving towards your purpose and your goals and you're honoring your values and what's important to you, you're unstoppable. So talk about empowering. That's one of the beautiful ways to empower yourself. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. I love you. And if you want more and you want to learn more about all the cool stuff that we do from this well of love and empowerment and, you know, imperfections, <laughs> there's something you can lean into, your imperfections. That's the perspective that we take when we help people to lose weight in a sustainable way. Weight loss is a byproduct of improved health. Health holistically, meaning health with, you know, loving yourself and taking care of yourself, right? Weight loss is a byproduct of improved health. That's where we work. That's the world that we, we play in and work in. And we also are very careful to be science backed with everything that we talk about nutrition wise, fitness wise, all of that stuff. So we help women lose weight in a healthy way. We help women with aging, graceful, dynamic aging. We actually have a program called Dynamic Aging. We're, that's what we're about is, is helping you be healthy, but from in the context of self-love and self-acceptance and all of that good juicy stuff. So check us out at winweightloss.com. That's W-Y-N weightloss.com. We have a blog, so forward slash blog, or just listen to some more of the podcasts and, and have a good time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>